We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's the best place I could have ended up. I mean, with Coach Reed, I think he lets you be you. I think that's the biggest thing. He doesn't try to change the way I play. He just refines it, and he just keeps making me better and keep preaching the fundamentals at the same time, letting me go out there and uh, – to play the game the way I play it, and so it's um, it, it was the best place for me, and I, and even more than that, he makes me a better person every single day, and um, that just speaks to the coach that he is, um, and he's made me the, the best quarterback I could possibly be. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio six seventy, the score. That is the voice of Patrick Mahomes, the very recognizable voice of the. Greatest quarterback of a generation, a guy the Bears could have had in the draft, but then everyone's like, yeah, they'd have ruined him when he got to Chicago. Who was the um, head coach? Was that John Fox? John Fox in 2017. Yeah. yeah. And, then they, and then they signed Mike Lennon. Yeah. Oh, boy. That would not have and Glennon, been a factor. Glennon started the first five games. I think they went – one and three. There's four games. They're one and three. Okay. And Mitch started the final twelve. And then Mitch and came in. four and eight. Yeah. Mitch so Trubisky's. if Mahomes had come in, uh, well, if Mahomes had come in, I, I don't know how they would have handled it. I don't think that Dow Loggins would have been the greatest uh, introduction to the NFL moment for Patrick Mahomes. I think there are a lot of reasons inherently that you would be skeptical and doubtful and all of those things. I get that. I just think that there would have been a way that Patrick Mahomes would have made everyone around him better, mm-hmm. every coach around him smarter. I don't know if he would have played right away. I don't know how they would have ascended and he would have ascended on the depth chart and when and where and all of those things. But I do know this. like If you look at the 2018 team, you put him at quarterback, even though Mitch was a good player that year, Patrick Mahomes takes that team further. Do you fire Foxy if Mahomes is here? Probably not. And then you're not out looking for Matt Nagy to work with Mahomes. Probably not. It's it, interesting. It, it's yeah, interesting. It, it, it's just the whole dynamic. But, but the whole Nagy. Would you have the 2018 season? Would you still trade for the uh, pass rush? It's just the, a lot the, of the interesting The sequence element. of events might have been different. Yeah. The Nagy-Mahomes relationship wouldn't have been there because he never would have been in Kansas City. So you look at the presence of Patrick Mahomes in Chicago, it's just hard for me to fathom that somebody as good as he is. And frankly, it's just not, just not the on-the-field stuff. You hear Patrick Mahomes, have you ever seen him not have time for anybody or anything? Have you ever seen him talk badly or poorly about a teammate? Have you ever seen him do anything except for say the right thing, do the right thing, and make everyone around him better? That's infectious. That's what happens when you get the right quarterback at the right time. And if the Bears had drafted Patrick Mahomes second overall in 2017, I think that he would have been the right quarterback at the right time for this franchise. Let's try Mike. He's in Crown Point. Hey, Mike. Hope you're doing well. Uh, A couple things you won't like to hear, but uh, I think the Bears organization would have screwed Patrick Holmes up. And the reason he's so good is you had Andy Reid, but you also had Alex Smith. I'll uh, hang up and 
let you talk. I, I think you're taking a gratuitous shot at Mike Lennon. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I understand, Mike, where you're coming from. This Bear organization has ruined almost every quarterback that's come through here. Or you could make the case that, you know, it was a bad environment for Jay Cutler to thrive. It was a bad environment for Rex Grossman to grow. Kyle Orton had his issues. You go back further than that, you have to go back to Jim McMahon to find a quarterback who had a positive experience. That's understandable. This is a cursed organization when it comes to the quarterback position. That said, Patrick Mahomes is this is the NFL's version of Michael Jordan. And I just feel like in that context, he would have he would have risen, he would have elevated the level of performance for with everybody, for everybody in the organization. Uh, everything's a problem. <laughs> Even that guy. Yeah. Even that guy would have sounded smarter <laughs> and less cranky and old with Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback. Let's try Ming. Ming's on the road. Ming, hope you're well, buddy. How you doing? Morning, morning. Uh, not too bad. Good. You guys? Good, good. Hey, Ming. Hey, listen. Don't you understand that Nagy drafted Trubisky to give the false impression that he was better than Mahomes and Mahomes would drop to KC? Nagy wasn't he here wasn't when they here. drafted. He yeah. was hired the next year. So, yeah. so um, Nagy came in. In 2018, and one of the things that they wanted to, one of the things they talked to him about is, that, you know, it, the only way he got the job, frankly, Ming, is he said, oh, Trubisky, love him, loving him coming out, feel like I can really help him and work with him. So they wanted to make it work with Trubisky, and that is why they brought in uh, Nagy. That's, yeah, they thought that system would help. Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky had more to do with Matt Nagy being in Chicago than Matt Nagy had to do with yes. Trubisky being in Chicago. And it, and it and it worked for a year. It did. 2018 was a very good, fun. It was a great defense. Special event. year. Doesn't yeah? They had the good defense. They had an offense that was complimentary, and they had uh, everything going on. You know, the, the the pity of that year was the way it ended, not the way it went. The way it went. It was good enough that in the summer of 2019, there was a sense of enthusiasm surrounding the Bears that hadn't been there in years. So we forget that quickly, but I do think it, you know, it, it seems like a long time ago. It will be five years this summer since there was that kind of enthusiasm. But I think right now you're beginning to look at what is possible, and this offseason could create that kind of energy if they make the right decisions. I think it's funny. Uh, Texter checks in and says, "If Mahomes is Jordan, don't forget organizations win championships." So that's the argument that mm-hmm. Bears organization couldn't have created what they had with Mahomes. Um, it's a circular argument because I could make the, the the counter that you know what? Yes, that's true. But the Bulls organization and the decision makers well, were that, so much smarter with the presence of Michael Jordan. Uh, let me tell you something. You know, and 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 fit, you know. Michael didn't need Phil to win a championship. Michael Jordan was going to win titles. I know. And he won titles. You can say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. I think that's what I'm saying. I think the Andy Reid marriage is historically good. It's going to go down as one of the best ever collaborations with head coach and quarterback. We talked to Dan Pompey yesterday about some of that. But, Molly, I think that allows and enables, because of the symmetry where they are in their respective careers, them to win multiple championships – but we're, we're, again, we're we're talking about one in Chicago. Yeah. Would he have been able to win one here if the Bears had not made the blunder 
of a generation and passed on him in the 2017 draft. My sense is that I can say confidently, I feel like Patrick Mahomes would have won a Super Bowl in Chicago if he had been a Bear. Yeah, I do too. I, I you know, again, I, I, we're talking about a, a you know a dynasty now, and we're talking about all that they can do. They've got the one guy that is dynasty defining. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that player, you don't have a dynasty. It doesn't matter how good the tight end is. It doesn't matter if uh, if your defense plays well. It comes down to the biggest moment, the guy that touches the ball on every offensive play and the fact that, that he's just above everyone else in terms of what he can get done, highlighted by this terrible season – Playoff run on the road, Super Bowl win in overtime. Come on, man. That's like a that, it's like a story. And if you insist on making the comparison and applying that to uh the bear situation, the takeaway is that what you just described. You could have the you can be fixed at left tackle, you can be yes. fixed at running yes. back, you can be fixed at all the positions and of all the playmakers. But what you're really searching for, the elusive thing when you're chasing a championship, is that quarterback, is that difference maker, is that guy. And the Bears go into this offseason weighing one against the other. And what Sunday night did more than anything in Chicago was it reinforced the idea if you're chasing that one guy and you want to draft that guy first overall, you just saw the reasons why. You just saw the reasons why it potentially could be worth it. Let's try Rob. Rob's in Edgewater. Hey, Rob. Hey, what's going on, guys? Good morning. morning. Uh, Listen, I just wanted to say that uh, I think Mahomes is an amazing quarterback, but, uh, you know, he's had some good weapons around him. Like, I mean, like him or not, uh, Kelsey is a great player. Uh, You know, they had Tyreek Hill. They've had a – Rob, Rob, let, let me ask you a question, though. Could you name the receiving core this year? They traded Tyreek Hill, and they won back-to-back Super Bowls without weapons. They won back-to-back Super Bowls without Tyreek Hill. The running back is a seventh-round draft pick. He's as good a player as there is at the wide receiver position in the NFL. I, I don't buy that argument. I don't, I don't think that's a good one. Well, I well mean, He doesn't have weapons that are proven players. He has guys that drop passes all year, and he believed in them. And then they came through in the clutch. They traded Tyreek Hill and won back-to-back Super Bowls. Think about that. That's unbelievable. That's really unbelievable when you when you look at it. <laughs> so Kelsey's like, great, but Kelsey's who else? Great. Who else would be a starting? I think Rasheed Rice has developed this year, and I feel like he's a good player. I feel like okay. he's a guy that you can rely on and throw the ball to with regularity. Is there anybody – uh, on a defensive uh, coordinator staff or, or defensive coordinator is going to design uh, a scheme to stop Rasheed Rice. No. 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 Who's that receiver on this team? They don't have one. No. They. That, I mean, look at look at the guy that scored the winning touchdown. <laughs> Michael you Hartman know? spent 12 weeks in New York. Yes. Then he, was, then, he was, then he escaped. And then they brought him back. Yeah, I don't know what he's going to do without Aaron Rodgers at age 42 or whatever. Is he in his 40? He's, he's, he's second 40. year, 41st? No, I year? think he's 41. Okay. He'll be 41. Well, it's just an older quarterback. Yeah. Mature he's guy. He's a man. He's 40. Uh, he should ask, uh, you know, uh, Montez Valdez Scantling. Another guy. Like. Yeah. You think he's a number one on how many teams? 
How um, many teams is he the number one receiver? None. Okay. Well, he uh, is on the Chiefs. Well, yeah. He's the number one wide receiver. I, you know, one of the bets that <laughs> I was touting all week long and I was shot down by our man in, uh, in KC was an anytime touchdown for him. I really felt like he was going to score a touchdown in the game. When he scored a touchdown and I hadn't wagered on that, then you heard language. You heard foul, horrible language. It escaped me somehow. I thought I didn't even know I knew some of those words. They were in like son of a, a foreign language. Uh, you know, I I swore, country Irish. I swore in Lithuanian. Did you really? Didn't even know I had that in me. <laughs> you and the Joker. I haven't done that since high school. <laughs> wow. Hey, how about Kyle Uzcheck oh, scoring the prop on the second the second, second snap of the game? Snap of the game. Second snap of the game. He had a, he had to he hit both of them right the, the catch receiving and, the, yards the catch and, and the catch the catch and the over. Second snap of the game. This goes back to the story. But you know what's so funny? As soon as that happened, I thought two things. I said some language, too. I wish I had more money at my disposal, which I didn't. Right. Um, And then I also thought, though, about you and telling the story about when we were watching the game at Mandalay Bay, the first time we went out to Vegas as a show to watch the game in Vegas, and you being like, why are these people going nuts? It's four snaps into the game. It was insane. That was the play. I was yelling at the Super Bowl party I was at, and people were like, what are you doing? The guys knew what was up, but the wives exactly. didn't know what was up because I put those second, guys on that yeah. play too. Second play of the game, he he has this over under of one catch, catches it, and it was like and he gets 13, his yardage, four, whatever his yardage, three and was. a half. It three and a half was his yardage. So he he hits both those bets. That was uh, my best bet at the show. It was Dustin's best bet first. And we had talked it over. And then I'm Joe like, backed it up on that Friday. That is a great bet. And then and Joe, Joe backed Joe it up backed on Friday. Joe backed it up, too. Yeah, I just thought it was a great bet. You know what I also thought coming out of that game? Why the hell didn't he play more? When he was on the field, they were better. They are a better team with him on the field. Oh, come on. And they sat him out a ton. I know they, I know they are better. Did. They run the ball. They have weapons. They listen to me. They got all the weapons. They don't have the guy to get the ball to the weapons, David, and that's their problem. They didn't lose the Super Bowl because they didn't play the fullback enough. I'm going to tell you right now, if you play the the fullback enough, then you run the ball more, and what they needed to do, especially to start the second half, Get the fullback in there yeah. and run the damn ball. Don't go three and out you know three what you do? times. Okay, if the fullback's on the field or off the field, maybe he's resting too. What you do is you get the ball to 23. I know he had 30 touches. I know that he was maybe overworked. But in the third quarter, when you neglected him, things changed. Yes. Whether the fullback was in the field well, or that's, not. That's how – get that power run. That is them at their best and the Chiefs at their worst. Yeah. And you make them – the Chiefs ended up doing a lot of like kind of run blitzing, and they ended up stopping the run. Stay with it. Stay with it. They got. I'm telling you, when they when they went to that play where they threw the cr- ball across the field, and it was great. I had no problem with that. It, it, it was a touchdown. It was a touchdown. It was so. You didn't like the touchdown? I thought it was lucky. It was a highlight. I thought it was kind of fortunate. The ball was up in the air. Were you with Boomer? Did you think it was a penalty? Boomer Sison dropped that at halftime. They never went back to it. It wasn't a penalty. On who? On the 49ers. He said it was a legal man downfield. Oh. Uh, oh, there was a guy downfield. He's yeah, right it, about I that. I don't think it was illegal. I think um, they checked that out. Who knows? I don't know what they're I didn't know what they checked out, but that 
He was just too cutesy for me. Well, what happened to your guy? How did how did run Kyle the Shanahan, damn ball? How run did the Kyle ball. Shanahan lose his head? What happened to Kyle Shanahan? He didn't run the ball. What happens to him in big games? He comes out in the second half, and now he's going to wow you with his throws down the field. Who's the scapegoat? And, Who's the scapegoat in San Francisco? There's going to be one. There's going to be one. Who are they going to pick on? I don't Who's know. Who's going to pay the price? Who's going to pay the price? Steve Wilkes? Mm. It's not going to be Purdy. Yeah, I told you. I didn't, Purdy's coming back. The, one of the reasons that I thought that the Chiefs would win the game, I, I it was form. I didn't like the way the defense was playing. I thought, how many times do you go to a Super Bowl and you start the week with the defensive coordinator screaming at everyone because they played so crap on Sunday. You know what I mean? Right. You know, hey, like Chase Young leads the league in loafs. You want to talk about a bad – Chase Young Let me tell you something. Out. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Please. Chase Young played that, well. That idiot, Tony Romo, <laughs> is sitting there and he's like, oh, Chase Young, he got yelled at. Look what he's done with this sack. The guy missed him. That was a that was a bad that block a, attempt. That he was never a hit bull him. Rush. He made a move that he'd been saving he, for three months. Listen, and he got to the quarterback. He wasn't even blocked. Give him credit. The guy gave him a free run at the quarterback. He took it, and that was pretty much what he did. What about your guy Trent Williams? Two back to back penalties. I mean, that what happened uh, there? Uh, Trent Williams is my guy. He's a great player. Uh, clearly, the he got game him in the Hall fixed. of Fame, and he was really—he's in the Hall of Fame. I, okay, had he gone down, their their offense would just stop. He's that good a player. Well, their offense stopped because of him. Well, they they went backward because of him because yes. he had two consecutive penalties. It happens to the greatest. Peoria Matt says David poo pooing the fullback is this bizarro world. <laughs> I usually love fullbacks. Yeah. I think this guy gets a lot of credit. He gets, he's very good. Well, he 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 got, he got the catch he gets, and he cashed the ticket and the catch in the yards. So yeah, I know he gets a lot of credit. Keep for him in that. the game. Keep him in the he's game. A, he's a good route runner. You know, for people a fullback. are, people I hear that are a lot. telling me that I I got beat. I didn't get beat. I I picked the bloody Chiefs. Okay, I I complained about picking them. Yeah, you did. You, I didn't like the I, fact I figured, that the world picked them. I did not. I was not there on Sundays. You know, I thought All by, by Sunday you would have changed your mind. No, I, I was. I was going back and forth, and I finally got down to the nitty gritty, which is I went back and I watched some of the Super Bowl that Patrick Mahomes lost, mm-hmm. and I watched the way he played in that game. He was that's he was as good. It was phenomenal. As I've, he was. Remember Absolutely. that horizontal throw he made? Oh, horizontal everything throw he did was he awesome. Yes. So I thought, okay, I'm not betting against this guy. Don't. I'd be an idiot to bet against this guy. Thank you. That's what I was saying all week. You didn't hear me. I heard you. Then you heard me Sunday. I wasn't even talking to you, and you heard me Sunday. No, the no, voice I, in your I, head. I, 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 oh, jeez. On Friday, oh, I made my pick. That's my pick. I didn't change it. I said if I was going to bet it, I might bet the Niners. And believe me, when they were up 10, I regretted that I didn't <laughs> did jump really in. Did you really go back and watch an old Super Bowl? I did. Oh. I'm sorry, but I like to do That's stuff funny. like that. I just wanted to clarify in my own mind. And I watched it on YouTube. It wasn't like it took an hour. That was against the Bucks, right? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he played. And he, oh, had no, that, he had no. That defense dominated that game, the there Bucks. Was, there was no uh, offensive tackles in the game. They played just with the position empty. I, That's I, what I, it looked I, like. I know we're going to get to Dave, but I want to ask Dave about this. When you look at the metrics for this game, the Super Bowl, Steve Spagnuolo blitzed. The heck out of the 49ers. Yep. I think 68% of the time is the most they have seen all year long. Played a lot of man I coverage. Feel like he, I feel like trusted he had his to, guys. I feel like some of that they was, had to be different. Was, you know, run blitz stuff. I really feel like they, 
they had to do something to change what was going on. That will get overlooked in the game. And all this Mahomes praise. Well, he's, he's but it shouldn't. He's won four as an assistant. Wow! Come on now, it's wow. pretty good. You want to know how to win? Get the guy. Get that guy. Get Dave Cole. Get, get that kind of staff together. Yep. And uh, and let the other team not know how to handle overtime. <laughs> All right, 312-644-6767. We're going to stick with your phone calls. We'll be right back. Molly and Hall on the We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Score. Whitney's second pick in the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chicago Bears select Mitchell Trubisky. Back. Well, Carolina. Hello. <laughs> do you remember Peter King was hanging out with San Francisco? Yeah, I remember that, that. I do remember that. And he was in their draft room. Yeah. And they were trading that pick, and they could not figure out what, who they were going for or what they wanted. They Why are know. they moving up? Why are they moving up? Why are they giving up what they gave up? I think that a lot of us felt like at the time Ryan Pace was acting with conviction and finally they're going to get their guy. And we know what happened next. And why are we playing that this morning? Well, Mitch Trubisky is a former Steeler, so he's on the street. He's going to be joining his fourth team if he signs with somebody next. And everything is in the context of Patrick Mahomes and the Bears are one of those teams, one of the teams that passed. The one team, really, that well, kind of passed. Well, the one I'm team most saying. associated with Patrick Mahomes. How'd you like to be the Bills? Remember I mean, when he was in here and he was counting down? I remember they- that on Sunday Night Football. The Bills, though, they traded the pick, right? Didn't the Bills, they had Josh Allen, I get it, but they feel good about their quarterback position. But every team's got to feel a sense of regret that passed on this kind of talent and this kind of player and the kind of guy that elevates everybody in the organization. 312-644-6767. Let's try Colin. Colin's on the road. Hey, Colin. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Um, Hey, like, Patrick Mahomes is great, and I get that, but, like, we – I don't know why we put so much on the quarterback when it is clearly also – so heavily tied to the coaches. If you think about the two touchdowns scored, they are wide open, and that's design and not something special that's going on other than the design. And if you think back to last year's Super Bowl too, the touchdown to Sky Moore and Kadarius Toney, both wide open too. And Pat's great, but that's so heavily on Andy Reid. Well, let me ask something. Let's swap quarterbacks. So let's say that uh, the Niners have Patrick Mahomes under center. And Andy Reid has Zach Purdy. What's the result? With Andy Reid's system in his mind and given his past with the Eagles, too, I don't see there being a huge difference. I, I, that, I, don't, think, I don't think me. you're watching the same game. Then. I, with due respect, I, I don't think that I come away from that being convinced that any quarterback could succeed with Andy Reid calling the plays or designing the offense. I think it makes it more conducive for guys like 
Purdy and Alex Smith and guys who don't have Patrick Mahomes' physical capabilities. But I think when you talk and you listen to people who are Hall of Fame players, proven analysts, they watch Patrick Mahomes, the physical talent and the gifts he have are God-given and rare. He can do what other people can't. Let me ask you something. Has he reached a stage now where it, it's no longer um, Patrick and Andy? It's no longer Tom Brady and Belichick. Could he go to Tampa and win a Super Bowl there? Well, yes, I think he could, but I don't. I don't want to take. I think anything. he knows the secret. I, I, I is do my think point. he knows the secret. Yes, I, I. I think the answer to that is yes. We saw that with Tom Brady. It's about the players, not necessarily the plays. That doesn't take anything away from what Andy Reid has accomplished. He's got three Super Bowls too. He went a long time. He was the Kyle Shanahan of his generation in his first turn losing Super Bowls and the guy who couldn't win the big one. But I think he got past that. I, I just think there are ways to praise both guys without diminishing either one's importance. I think saying that Patrick Mahomes couldn't succeed without Andy Reid or saying that another quarterback, any quarterback could, is like saying that Michael Jordan needed the triangle offense. He didn't. No. It helped. No. But it helped his teammates. He didn't. No. He was he you know defied what I mean? all that. Yeah. I agree. Um, am I calling am I calling Brock Purdy, Zach Purdy again? <laughs> the damn White Sox, man, they have bled me out. I've got nothing left. <laughs> They've ruined me as a human. Let's try Daryl. He's listening on the Odyssey app. I apologize to the Purdy family. Good, good morning. Um, you know, to me, Trubinsky was, uh, you know, when we drafted him and you just played it, mm. it was a big boo from Bears fans. And when we when we drafted Trubinsky, and this is how the curse was broken, uh, Dave, they cheered. And, they, and they're still, the fans are still cheering Justin Fields. And if you look at the Super Bowl game and the way they contained and blitzed Purdy, uh, there was no fear uh, from the defense that he would beat them. But if you put the when, – when, when um, uh, Fields has the ball, he's sort of like uh, uh, a playmaker like uh, Patrick Mahomes. He's feared by defenses all over the league. And he could take – and you know he could take the ball to the house when the ball's in his hand. You didn't have that with Trubinsky. And you never had that with a Bears quarterback ever. The uh, threat. Okay, of, uh, and I'm not going to argue this very long, but I would tell you that we know that the wow plays from Justin Fields, the ability to take off, how good he is, he'd be spectacular to watch on a big stage like that. I think it would be extraordinary. Yeah. The reality is that a guy like Brock uh, Purdy is the head is the quarterback of the team because he has the brain of the head coach and he can throw those crossing routes and he can throw all those plays that he hit in time on time and their offense moves as a result of it. He's got all these weapons around. Justin Fields is not a guy that can really that can really throw the ball in. T- he would leave he, he, a lot of those passes. He wouldn't on the field. Yes, yeah. He'd leave uh, a lot of those yards on the field. That's listen, the sad th- th- reality. This wasn't a conversation intended to no disparage Justin Fields in any way. But the question was asked: What Brock Purdy 
did this year in having 4,200 passing yards, 31 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions, rallying his team three times in the postseason. You have to give him credit for that. He did bring the 49ers back in Super Bowl Sunday. Molly, what Brock Purdy has done this year was he's he's shown people he's he processes the information quickly. That's his superpower. He processes things at a, at a rate where other quarterbacks don't. With due respect to Justin Fields, I'm not sure that he would be able to do that. I think that we have seen times, time and time again where he's been unable to do that. So he's not making those throws in time on time. The reason these offenses have tempo is because the quarterback is an extension of the play caller. And he's processing things as quickly as is necessary. So he's throwing to that open window that might not be open right now, but he's anticipating the throw. Justin Fields' biggest struggle, and he got better at it with due respect, but he's not anticipating things at the rate that you need to to run most offenses. So the speed of Justin Fields is unmatched among quarterbacks. He's fast, he's big, he's strong, he's athletic, and yeah, he's a threat to go to to the end zone every play. You don't grade the flashes. You grade every play. It's the reality of it, and and I don't honestly care if the fans cheer or boo when you select a quarterback. That's irrelevant. You know, famously, uh, Mister. Famously, uh, Donovan McNabb was booed heartily by the fine folks of Philadelphia, who would boo anyone. Yeah, and he ended up going to five championship games under Andy Reid, and he ended up playing in a Super Bowl, which they didn't win. Andy Reid didn't win till he got to Kansas City. And um, and that's the reality too. When you start picking apart, Andy Reid didn't win until he got Patrick Mahomes. That's what I was saying, based on our, our uh, Belichick kind of Brady conversation. Mm-hmm. Tony's in Wonder Lake. Hey, Tony. Hey guys, guy. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. It was a great Super Bowl, one of the more competitive ones I've seen in a long time. But I, but I feel nobody's paying as much attention as they should to the fact that Greenlaw got hurt on a celebration. We talked about it earlier. In my opinion. It wasn't a celebration. It wasn't a celebration. He was was running onto the field. He was jacked up. He jumped up and down a few times and then started to run, and he blew out his Achilles. And, you know, like what was it? The fourth play of the year? Rodgers blew out an Achilles? What? There were a lot of Achilles injuries this year. Where's that coming from? And let me ask something. How – do you prevent an Achilles injury? Do we even know what you can do? What Reg might, a buddy of mine playing basketball, went up for a shot and, and you know, just taking a shot from the corner blew out his Achilles. I don't know. I don't know how you avoid that. I don't know I, if you stretch beforehand. I don't know if you stretch too much. I really don't know the answer to that. Dre Greenlaw was excited to get on the field. That's it. It looked like his spike might have got caught in the turf. Are we blaming the turf this time? Was it the turf to blame for Aaron Rodgers? He's running on the field. I don't know. And he blew out his Achilles, man. And that hurts them. He's a very important player. Well, a couple people pointed out. And he's out for the year. Yeah, a couple people pointed out yesterday that he might have made some plays that his replacement was unable to make. Right. It's a fair assumption. I don't know what what the cause was, but if I'm the 49ers, I'm sure they're trying to examine. Do, do you worry about the field? Do you uh, worry listen, about – they I, came in complaining about practice field conditions. So I can't the imagine they're going to leave this one. The soft field led to all these injuries. Not that. Not, not Monday. Not Tuesday. No. I'm saying, didn't Debo do a hammy 
in the game, left and came right back. Did he play? I, I don't know how. Did he play? Did he play? That's beautiful. I think he did. He was nowhere. He was down with a hamstring injury at one point, and he came out. Yeah. And then he went back. He in. went back in. And ditto George Kittle. George Kittle was in that game. He had. He was on the injury report the week before. He had. He has like a toe problem. They didn't use him much. Then he hurt his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's one of their best players. Ditto Debo. If, if those guys aren't able to contribute in the same fashion, it's a different football game. I don't know that Debo was limited by injuries until that happened, and I think he was neglected largely. It wasn't a great way. They didn't get their weapons involved. No, they didn't. A lot of that had to do with Steve Fagnolo, as we talked about. Sure. They played a lot of man coverage. They took the 49ers out of their comfort zone, and we saw what happened. Brock Purdy was good, but he wasn't good enough. Bob's on the road. He's got a complaint. Hey, Bob. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. Uh, yeah, okay, I got a couple things, really. First, uh, I want to talk about this idea that Patrick Mahomes is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. But you know they have a stat defensive adjusted value over average, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I want to create a stat era adjusted value over average because I'd like to see Patrick Mahomes play in an era where you couldn't whine about getting tackled too hard. There was a play in the third quarter of that game, third and six. Mahomes gets out to the left side, runs, gets two yards to the first, away from the first down. There's three Niners there. All the Niners hold up. They kind of push him and shove him. He falls for the first down. If that was the 2003 Baltimore Ravens, Ray Lewis, not only would have they not got the first down, he would have broken in half, jumped up, hold his fist in the air, fourth down, and Patrick Mahomes may not have gotten up. So this whole idea that he is great, there is no athlete that has benefited more than the quarterback from rule changes in all of sports. So this whole idea that he's Mahomes got three is, titles. He's great. Come on, Bob. He's great. He's got three titles. And he doesn't strike And he's been to a fourth. Do you see Weiner? He doesn't seem like a Weiner no. to me. He seems like a pretty tough guy. He fought for those extra yards to get there first. Uh, oh, God. Dustin agrees with Bob. Love his commercial. Oh, the well, whining. The whining part. Let, okay, the whining let's, part. Let's hold on to that because we're going to talk to Coach Wanstead next. We will eventually let you have a moment to complain about complainers or whatever the hell you want to do. You can whine. Coach Wanstead joins us next. Mercifully. Mully and Haw on the score. Dave Wanstead, Bears head coach for six seasons. The Bears. The Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! He has the greatest mustache you've ever seen. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause. The mustache. Why do you hang it out with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score? Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that, okay? Thank you. Next question. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. Thank you Next very question. Much. Dave Wanstead. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. And now joining us on the Circus Sports Illinois Hotline is the great man himself, Dave Wanstead. Download the Circa Sports app today. Coach, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, guys. Um, yeah, God, I can't believe it's, uh, you know, this season is in the books. It's hard to believe, right? And we started back in, what, August. Uh, but it was, a, it was a great finish. It was a great finish. Yeah. It really was obviously a lot to talk about. But uh, it was uh, it, it kept you there the whole game, that's for sure. Dave, why did Kyle Shanahan want the ball? 
first in overtime, what would you have done? Yeah, well, yeah, you never want Patrick Mahomes to have the football last, right? I mean, that's uh, – I think that's kind of an unwritten rule in the NFL. You know what? I – was he not clear of the rule change, you know, right. about about the touchdown? I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I heard resting the defense. I don't buy into that. Come on. I mean, that's uh, – they had plenty of time in between. It's a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't know. I, I have no idea um, because, like you say, you know, every, even if they score, you know, here comes Patrick again. So, uh, I Maybe he had a lot more confidence in his defense than, than what I had, possibly. Dave, I, you know, I think when we uh, looked at it and talked about it, they obviously were on the field, and then the Chiefs marched down and tie the game, right? And they go to overtime. And then, as you say, are you trying to protect your defense? We timed it, and it was just under seven minutes from the field goal to taking the first play in overtime. And I'm just curious, how much time does a defense need? You know, if if you feel like your group is being run over by a guy, you just don't want to go right back on the field with that. I don't buy it either. But how much time do you need for a defense? Do you, do, if you're leading that defense and they come to the sidelines, don't you kind of get on their ass a little bit and, and say – hey, we believe in you, we're going right back on defense, something like that. Absolutely, and the defensive players should be saying that, you know, and the defensive coordinator should be saying that. I mean, there shouldn't have to be a whole lot of discussion, you know. Hey, let's go win the game right here. Uh, so, no, I don't – I mean, got seven minutes. I, I'd almost be concerned that our guys were getting cold on the sideline, you know, sitting around, getting out of rhythm, losing their mental edge. Uh, no, that's plenty of time. I wouldn't buy into that, that they needed more rest at all. Dave, it was a risk that paid off, but Steve Spagnuolo came after the 49ers more often and frequently with the Blitz than any team I think they had faced. With those weapons, it was a risk. What went into that decision, do you think, and how big of a difference did that make? Well, it did. They, you know, The 49ers did not Blitz at all the first half, and – Kansas City blitzed 50% of the time. So you're right, David, a drastic difference in philosophies. Uh, I was surprised because when you do blitz, it kind of makes the reads easier for the quarterback because now if you're playing man coverage, guys are one-on-one, and now you're just betting that um, that your rushers are going to put enough pressure and get to the quarterback before he can make an accurate throw. That's what you're really betting on. Uh, you know, the other statistic that this is I, – I took the 49 I, – I told you guys last week, I didn't like this game as far as betting on it. I like the quarterback and the coaches at Kansas City, but I like the talent in the 49ers. I took them because I thought they were the most explosive team by a long shot, and that never happened. I don't think they had a play, a pass play, over 25 yards in the whole game. So not only did Kansas City put pressure on Purdy – and do a good enough job covering them, but they did not give up the big play. And that's what that's what the 49ers were doing is breaking tackles and coming up with explosive plays all year. And the Chiefs did an outstanding job of, of limiting the big plays and truly making them go the long, hard way. Dave, we, we talked before the game that the Niners, when they're in 21 personnel, they – 
they are about as good a running team as there is in the league, and they're great on first down doing that. And the Chiefs, that's their that's their problem. They're 28th in the league during the regular season facing that formation with the running back and the and the uh and the fullback and you know you saw some of that early in the game but then you get to halftime and you come out and you throw six passes in a row by going uh three and out three times to open it i i feel like they kind of lost their identity at some point and even at the end of the game you know they got a first down at the i think it was at the 15 and McCaffrey cracks six yards to the eight yard line they kind of try to run them again and then they give up on it I, I'm not sure if you wouldn't just run him two more times he wouldn't score a touchdown it seemed like and I know the statistics don't say that but it seemed like he was making five yards of carry right. you know even I mean when you look at the big picture and uh and you just had that belief to this day I do that's giving him the ball enough and uh, sooner or later, he's going to break one, you know, uh, particularly, I mean, they're getting tired on the other side, too. I remember coming in at halftime of our first Super Bowl there in Dallas, and we would always get together for two minutes, myself, Jimmy, and Norv, because I'm not watching what's going on in offense. I don't know if Norv's feeling good about scoring points. You know, we did this all year. Or, you know, if, if he's and, – and he has no idea how I feel defensively, hey, we, we can't stop you. So we would get together for two minutes. And Jimmy would just say, okay, here's where we're at, guys. And the one comment that come up is Emmett was averaging about two yards a carry. And, and North says, boy, Jimmy, we are going to have a tough time running the ball the second half. And Jimmy looked at him and says, give Emmett the ball. Those two-yard runs will be four-yard runs in the fourth quarter. And I think Emmett ended up with over – he was one of three backs that had over 100 yards rushing in the Super Bowl, and he averaged about four and a half or, I don't know, four-something – five yards of carry, whatever it was. But the point is that, no, that's important. And why they came out and threw it, uh, oh, God. And I know he had a lot of carries, but if you ask him right now, I promise you, McCaffrey would say, give me the football. The great ones want the ball, particularly down the stretch. All right, we'll be right back with Coach Wanstead. We're just getting started. It's Mully and Hall on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.